0: Okay, uh, there's a lot of other great things coming up at Granite Creek. There's a lot of announcements, and I just want to encourage you to read your bulletin because I only want you to focus on one announcement today. This is the, this is the most important announcement of the year. Next Sunday, we're only having one service, and it is at 10.30. Okay, that's all you have to remember this week. 10.30 is our service next week and there's only one so we're gonna have a we're gonna have a great time it's gonna be a celebration day i encourage you to to not skip or sleep in on that sunday um today's message is absolutely amazing and it's from the best pastor in the world and um well i don't need to say much else pastor dad come on up thanks josh thanks well It's good to see all of you today. I have this feng shui thing. I just got to get centered here. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, good to see all of you today. You do look look good. You really do. Um, uh, You know, for those of you that maybe it's your first time here or you haven't been around for a while, uh, the reason we're doing this one service next Sunday is because it is going to be the day that we are going to be installing Josh as the lead pastor in the church. Now... Now, what I want you to understand, you know, is, you know, I, I, I've said this a couple, but, but we are doing one service because it just, you know, it's sort of like, how do you duplicate the laying on of hands, you know, sort of like, you know, let's do a replay, an instant replay or something, but uh, it's just, it's, to me, it's a very, very, it's an extremely sacred thing. I mean, it's very, very, very sacred, and next Sunday, we will have probably about... Um, uh, probably about 13 uh, to 15 uh, pastors that I'm calling attending clergy that are going to be here to lay hands on Josh to release him into this next season of, of his life and his ministry. These are people that's been instrumental in my life uh, as well as in some in, in, in Josh's life. Some of the numbers of the local churches are going to be represented here Also. And so it's just going to be a, it's going to be a, a great great day. I want to invite you to come expecting the Shekinah glory of God to show up and I don't mean that facetiously I mean that very in a very bold upfront way, coming expecting god in in his glory to do incredible things now the second thing I want to just kind of mention is that you know I'm not going any place okay <laughs> uh i i you know i it, it's just I'm, I'm just passing the torch off to the next generation. And people say, well, you know, we're going to miss you. And say, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Only way you're going to miss me is if you don't show up on Sundays, you know? Uh, come to, come to the church. You know? I'm going to be here. So I just want, I want you to you know, come next Sunday expecting a great time, uh, expecting a beautiful time. We're going to have food out, out, on, out on the parking lot. And our parking lot is very important to us around here. We do a lot of things in the parking lot, and uh, so we will have food outside. It's just going to be a a great day of of the presence of God showing up, of uh, of just a, a great thing for the future of the church, and um, it's just a great day. Great day. Come, b- bring a friend. You know, I you know, if you have somebody that's, you know, that's you know, I'm kind of thinking about getting involved in the church, or I'm kind of considering the claims of Christ, or I'm just hurting, I need some help. Uh, bring, bring a friend next week. I think that they will be greatly encouraged by what, what God is doing. I got, today I'm going to be talking with you about, about uh, God's dream for, for His church, um, which is kingdom action. That, you know, that, that places in the Bible It says, you know, we didn't come with high words, we came, we came with action, we came with deeds, we didn't come with high-sounding philosophy and, 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 and wild doctrine. We came, we were healing the sick, you know. We were, we were involved in preaching the gospel. We were setting people free from body. The kingdom of God requires action. It's not something you attend on Sunday morning. I, I, I told a, a story in, in the first service, uh, and their sense of humor is not as refined... <laughs> As, as the second service so when I'm finished with this story I know that you're all going to be slapping your knees rolling in the floor with laughter uh, trying to save it, you know but um, th- th- this, you know understanding how the kingdom of God works you know, we, we have to understand for, the, for it to work properly we have to understand some of the things that God does but this, this uh, executive of, of, CEO of this, this uh, you know, high-tech corporation, a lot of espion, you know, people were you know, c- trying to come in and steal their, all their stuff and everything, and, and so they, they had to, they had to shred all of, their, all of their documents so that nobody would come in and steal them. I mean, they, got, they bought this new, just gigantic machine that would just shred everything. I mean, just destroy it so much, that even Jason Bourne couldn't put it back together. <laughs> And uh, I made that part up, and um, and so there, there this you know, this executive is has got, he's got his his paper in front of him, and he doesn't know how to run, work the machine, and so he says, "Oh, what do I do?" And and um, you know this, you know, how, how, so he's... An employee comes by and, and he says, hey, "Do you know how to work this?" He says, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been checked out. and I, I know. Oh, okay, great, great, great. And so he hands a paper to the employee, and they you know put it in the machine, and, and then the executive looks and says, "I only need one copy." Oh, no. uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> you know, see sometimes. We, we, we misunderstand how the kingdom of God works. When God gives us dreams and, and visions of understanding what's of God and what is not of God. See, the, the kingdom of God, that there is going to be sometimes some hard times advancing the kingdom of God. That it's not always easy, and sometimes we can think, "Well, it's not working right. It's not doing what, what what I want it to do." And today, I hope that this message will will help you, maybe in some some rough places, some places that you're struggling. And you know, wh- where is God now when when all this is going on? You see. Sometimes it takes time for the kingdom of God, the principles to, to take place. God's not always in the hurry that we are in. And we're saying, God, do it and do it now. And if God doesn't do it now, well, where's God when I need him? And so today, the Bible is, is full of stories of, of God giving somebody a dream or a vision. And. Uh, and, and seeing it take place, probably one of, one of the most powerful ones is i mean honestly is the story of elijah and elisha and if you if you 've taught sunday school you 've taught the story if you haven 't uh, you need to learn the story, so go teach sunday school um, but e- e- Elijah was this incredible man of god he was he had challenged the prophets of Baal he had he had stopped it the rain from coming and then he, he brought back the rain. He, he faced down a wicked queen. He faced, looked at death square in the eyes and came out victorious. And here's this little, this little guy following along be, behind him saying, you know, I, I, you know, whenever you're gone, I want to do what you're doing. You know, and, and Elijah says to Elisha, he said, well, if you can see me when I'm taken up, then, then, you, then that anointing was, and Elisha, Elisha said, you know, I want a double portion. So if you, okay, then, then if you watch me, if you see me, when God takes me off the face of the earth, um, then, then, then you will get that double portion. You'll get my mantle. And so, he, but he was being checked out of, do you really mean this? And Elijah kept saying to Elisha, well, I'm going to go over here, so you, you wait here. You don't, you don't have to go with me. He says, no, 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 uh uh-uh. No, that could be, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm, f- I'm sticking close to you. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, that's great. I'm going I'm I'm to run down McDonald's real quick and grab something. Uh, you, you wait here. They, they didn't really say McDonald's in the Bible. But um, you wait here. And uh, no, 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 no. And so Elisha was persistent. He, he went through the, the hard times, the tough times. He went through the tests and the trials of, of trying to get being put off, of no, you don't need to do this. He was insistent on what he knew was the right thing to do. And out of that, he did see Elisha being taken up and that mantle, in essence, falling off of, of Elisha. And Elijah picks up the, the mantle, rolls it up, throws it over his shoulder and says, okay, God, here I come. You see, God wants us to, to have a motor that is going to drive us into seeing his kingdom come and his will be done. He wants his church to be convinced of of the thing. We must be involved in the action and the actions of God. You know, a number of years ago when in in, in the history of of this church. And I'm going to tell some stories today that are uh, some of you that have been around for a long time. It will ring a bell and it will very honestly, some of it's going to open up some memories and some memories that that hurt, some memories that, uh, oh yeah, I I see God's hand. But you see, when we have a dream, the dream isn't always easy. Janice and I have this little saying that we keep saying to each other all the time, is that if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And sometimes doing what God wants us to do is, is hard. It's not that God is trying to play games with us. He just wants to know how badly we want his kingdom to come and his will to be done. Jesus himself went through the temptation in the wilderness. And, and, and Satan tempted Jesus. It was not an easy thing. It was not, oh, well, you know, here's, 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 here's God in his, in his shell and Satan really can't do anything. But he, the temptation was real. It was a real temptation like you and I face. And there's some really, really, uh, some very fine, heated arguments have gone on in Christianity of could Jesus have given in to the temptation of the devil? And I, you know, I, I, we're not going down that road. We're just going down the road that he didn't, okay? <laughs> you know, I, I'm telling you, there's been, I, I've sit in some, some the, theological classes and some Bible school classes and... Um, I'm glad there was no brass knuckles in there. Um, But but it's just a heated topic. But the fact is that Jesus didn't because Satan comes to him and he says, you know, hey, Jesus, if you, you know, if you will bow down and worship me because he knew that Jesus had come to earth because he cared about planet earth. He wanted to redeem. He wanted to save planet earth. And Satan knew that. And he was playing off on this, this drive that was inside of the Son of God. And he says to him, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you the kingdoms of the earth. And the irony of it is, is he had the authority to do that. Because as Adam and Eve had sinned in the garden, they gave the authority that God had given them, they gave that over to Satan. And when Satan says to you, I, I can give you the authority over earth, he, he could, he could. He wasn't lying he's a liar but he had the authority cuz we adam and eve in the fall in the garden gave it to him he had that authority and then jesus in his resurrection after his death and his resurrection he speaks to us and he says he says to the church god's dream for the church he says in matthew in chapter 28 he says jesus came to to them his disciples the ones that had followed him around and had turned their back and ran. And, and, and then now we're coming back with him. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been uh, given to me. Jesus came and paid the price and got that authority back. He wrestled that authority out of Satan's hands by conquering sin and death when he raised from the death. And now then, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and of, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He has an authority, he says, and I want my church to be moving ahead in authority that I'm giving it. And there's disciples, as Jesus is setting them loose to go out and to advance the kingdom of God, He says, teach them to obey everything. Well, there's a lot of stuff that that includes. But the basic idea behind it is love the Lord your God with all your your body, your soul, and your strength, and and, and love your neighbor as yourself. if you've done this, you're you're getting it all done. Because out of that is going to come that perfect love that that will take care of everything. It'll get you through the hard times. It'll help you manage when, when you want to doubt, when you want to quit. He says, I, I'm giving you the authority to go out and to undo the works of the devil. But it's not always easy. It's not always easy. It doesn't always happen, just boom, 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 boom. Sometimes it takes time, a lot of time, for these things to come come about. So some of the stories I'm going to be telling you today, they, they're not necessarily in, in sequence, but a lot of them are they're their stories that they, they, they take place over, over a long period of time, uh, even up to, to right now. But numbers of years ago, as Janice and I were in the ministry, and we were at a church, and there, there's, there's some of you here that you were there, and you were part of the church at the time. But we had something happen that, very honestly, it is the, the, the nightmare of any church, of any pastor, it is the worst possible thing that, that could happen in, in a church. And one of my staff members went, went south of me. I, I'm not going to get in the, into the details of it. But I'm just, I just, just the idea that it was something that was so deep and so, so hurtful in the church that the church just about, just about fell apart, just about killed the entire church off. And we were meeting in a, in a rented building in South Ontario. And, and the church was in, and had been in a healthy place and it was growing and God was doing great things. And this disaster took place. Everything from denial to it's just like, I can't believe it. And then the reality hit this is where we are. And God spoke to, to, to me and said, You've got to save the church at all costs. So Janice and I just decided that, you know what, right now, we can't feel any feelings. It's not up to us. We, we know how we feel. we feel. We feel betrayed. We feel hurt. We feel confused. But this is about the church. It's about the moving ahead of the church, not about how we feel. And so we just simply put our, our feelings on hold. Now, for those of you that are involved in counseling and in psychology, say, well, that was a dumb thing to do. Um... It may have been, but it was the only way that we could have made it. It was the only way that we could, that we could wrestle through through, the, through what was going to be coming down in the next couple of years. And as we were wrestling through this time of we have to save the church, we have to save the church. We have to take care of the people that are still in the church, that still believe in the church. And, we're going, to, we're going to make sure that, that we're, taking, we're being good pastors for them and we're speaking to their confusions and their needs. And those of you that are around, you know that I didn't do everything right. I made, I made mistakes. But, but the bottom line to it is, is we just kept going anyway. At the end of a couple years period when we knew that, well, the church is going to make it. The church is going to make it through this and it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be okay. Maybe it wasn't where it was before the disaster happened, but it's going to be okay. It's going to make it. And I called my overseer, and I said, you know what? I've had it. I'm, I'm done. And they said, well, don't, 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 don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Why don't you just take a sabbatical? Why don't you take a break? I'll tell you what I'll do. Is I'll, his name was Todd Hunter. He was the overseer, the national overseer of, of, of the Venue Christian Fellowship that we were part of at the time. He calls me and he, you know, he says just, 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 just take, take the break, you know, take the break, go away for, go away for a while, take your sabbatical. Okay, I don't know what I'll do, but okay, I'll, I'll take, I'll, 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 I'll take some time off. And he calls me a couple of days later and he says, Larry, I, I, I talked with John Wimber, who was, a, who was the visionary for the Vineyard Movement, who started that that part of the movement, and he said. Um, said, so I talked to John and John said that that I can't come over and oversee the church but but he's going to do it and I mean this is uh, this is a, a national a worldwide evangelist a worldwide teacher with visibility of uh, just uh, astounding and he says but I'm going to come over I said, wow god you're going to send someone of that that character and that quality Begin to understand how much God loves this church. At the time, no, we weren't we weren't here in this building. God had not put together the, the church of New Life Community Church and, and the Vineyard Christian Fellowship at that time. And and as I was kind of struggling through this time and I just I, you know, okay, I, I need a rest. And a couple things happened. A couple of my friends, and I'm going to drop some names that will mean something to some of you and Others you you may may not these names may not be familiar but a couple of my friends called me that I had been involved you know, we had been friends in the ministry for a long time and done a lot of things together but one of them was John Dawson who is the 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 worldwide director for Youth with the Mission and, uh, and then another one of my friends Dave Gustafson. They called me and said, Hey Larry, uh, we you know we gotta meet with you, we gotta meet with you. Oh okay, okay, great, you know, what, what do you want? So we want, we'll meet with you, we've got to talk with you, okay, okay, great. They said, um, we know what you're going through, we know where you are, and you're gonna be okay. I said, oh, great. <laughs> I can't even hardly breathe right now. No, you're gonna be you're gonna be great. This is a season, and God knows that you've been faithful for, th- th- through the hardest part of this season. You've been faithful, and, and you're gonna be okay. You're gonna make it. As a matter of fact, we we've, we've been through the same thing. We've had the same kind of thing, same tragedies, or similar tra their their tragedies were a little bit different, you know. So we had the same, but and and because when you you've been faithful, and because of that, we want you to know God's gonna bless you. Now here's what you do. Here's what you do. You got to go sit down, and you got to write down your dreams. Write down what you want. What do you want? And God's going to give these things to you. God's going to give these things to you. Oh, you know, I don't know what I, right now what I want. Um, I, I have no idea what I want. No, 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 no. You got to dream big. And John says, "Larry, Larry, Larry, I'm a missionary. I, I, have, I have no income. I've got nothing." And when I was going through this, and I had this ridiculous thing, you know, ask anything, ask the ridiculous thing, ask what you want. And I said, okay, God, I want a ski boat. I said, Larry, I got a ski boat. They <laughs> said, but it wasn't just that, there was so much more. But, but God wants to be involved with you in this season of your life. I said, oh, okay. And so I came home and kind of stumbled through it with Janice. Well, what do we, what do we want to see God do? What, do? what do we want? What do we want? And we, we made this list. Some of it is, is too personal for me to share. I said, you know, God, we, God, we just we need rest. We, we really are. We're, we're thrashed. God, we, we have. We put our emotions on hold. We're, we're emotional basket cases. We, we've got, we're drained. We're empty. We've given until we are given out. We're out of give. There's nothing left inside of us. And we, 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 just, we just need a break. And some people in our church that we didn't know very well. We didn't know them very well at all. They'd come once in a while, and I knew that they were godly people. And it was Roy and Sue Coley. Sue was Chinese from; she was from Taiwan. Roy was uh, an American scientist, uh, just a genius brain, just astounding brain. And um, Sue was her, her mission in life was to start ch- Chinese churches around the world I'll just, just quick, I'll just give you a little idea of how this incredible woman how she would do it she would go into to Chinese restaurants just right at closing time order the biggest meal be the last one in the restaurant and at the end of it she would say are, are the dishwashers and the cooks in the back bring them out for a minute I want to talk with them and she would bring them out and she would teach them about Jesus and then she would start churches in the backs of these restaurants that start the service started at two o'clock in the morning. She reached these people, her culture, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. She says, Larry, I we, we, we want to do something. Um uh, here 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 are some airline tickets for you and, and, and Janice and, and Alexandra. And um, uh, these are tickets for, for Nuremberg. We were we're going to send you to Nuremberg first and, uh, and by the way here are the keys to our BMW that's in, in Nuremberg um, stay gone as long as you want to it's on us wow so God has made provisions for the church to be taken care of God is sending us to Europe for, for several months okay wow so God began to, to meet that 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 need that was deep inside of us, and in the process of that, some some other things happened. And one of the things that was on my my list, my dream list of what I wanted to see happen, was you know, I I really wanted to be involved in international ministry. So God, I want to do something that's going to impact the world. Thank you for allowing me to to be a local pastor, but I want to do more. And little did I know at that time that God was setting up the, the dream for Kid Care International. I, I didn't understand, I didn't see it. And so while Janice and I were in, in Europe, you know, we, we uh, I don't know, my, my son had this, this, this little thing, and I'm going to throw him under the bus right now. Uh, but, you know, but Josh said, he says, he says, you, know, says you know, the captions, we're we're art snobs. You know, we, you know, we, we love good, we hate bad art, it just, I mean, um, and, and for some people, what they think is good art is like, it's, oh my goodness, but, but, you know, so, so, here we, by the way, by just a little side how many of you have seen the movie Monuments Men, have you seen that movie? If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. You you need to, it's a, it's a homework assignment, okay, um, but, but, you know, as we are, as we are traveling around, and you know, one of the things that the Kohli said to us is that when, when, when you're finished here in, 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 in Nuremberg, in Germany, in this area, you have to drive big assignment, horrible assignment drive through Europe in, in our BMW. You know. And, and um, see, when you, put, when you put it down on the list, God does, answers in some dandy ways sometimes. We were still hurting and bleeding on the inside. though I want you to know that. But but when you when you, you know when you get there, you know you got to go over to Belgium and you know and near Belgium we want you to be working in, 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 in Brussels. For those of you who've seen the movie, you know that um, that one of the biggest things that there is a church in Ghent, which is just right down this right down this right down the the the, the autobahn from from um, from Brussels. And uh, there's this church in in Ghent that part of the movie is about is about this. This altar piece, and in the middle of this altar piece is a painting by I think it's Van Eyck, but but of the Lamb of God. It's just it's just something that's just just so moving. I mean, you know, for art snobs, you know, you know, Janice Knight, we're standing there looking at this incredible painting of, of of the Lamb of God. I mean, it's 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 a picture of a lamb, you, know, you go. I don't want to run it for Go go see it. But um, you know, we're standing. Jan, we're we're looking at this picture and we're bawling. We're just sitting. Oh man. Because it had double meaning for us. First of all, it was skill and, 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 and artwork and just beautiful art. Plus, it was about what stole our heart, Jesus Christ. Wow. And people walking. oh, yeah, nice painting. Uh, I heard the Nazis had that one time. You know, and, you, know, so, you know, so we're just kind of running, you know, we're, we're just saying, wow, wow, wow. We walk outside and here's the the very you know the very you know the part of this movie here the 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 cobblestone streets that we were hanging on sitting across the street in the restaurant drinking some really really good coffee and kapchinski coffee and just come and get you but but, but god began to set something up and he, well like when we go home we're not sure what we're going to do we're thrashed and probably the church isn't going to want us back uh, and so what what are we you know so well let's you know what we do know is we do know we do know antiques we do know we do know this you know quality furniture and stuff like that and artwork and so well let's kind of put together a, a business that we can we can run when we get back home and so we we in in a process of so the is sending us into paris we we ran into to a guy at a at a brocon or at a at a at a place we we're selling some just incredible museum quality furniture and and we met this guy, and he says, well, I live in Ghent, and I can help you. And so we, we started putting together containers, shipping containers, uh, 40-foot containers of, 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 of fine furniture. And we got here, well, how do, how do we do this, and where are we going to get rid of all this stuff? And so we, we were looking around, and we found a, a storefront in Pasadena on Colorado Boulevard that we, we talked with the people and they said uh, yeah, that'd be a great idea yeah, 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 let's go ahead and so we started this business and uh, and uh, of importing and, and after a while we began to realize that hey, wait a minute you know what if we can send stuff from there over to here we can send something from here to people that are in need and all of a sudden the pieces began to come together and as a matter of fact I'm going to tell you something that I... As a matter of fact, the, the beginnings of Kedrican International, the legal documents were signed on one of those tables that we bought in Paris from Roland, of saying, okay, now then, this is where we're going to go, and this is what it's going to look like. And as we're in the store front in Pasadena, I signed these papers. Little did I know God's plan, how much God was moving things around to, to get things to the proper place so that his dream could, could happen, because it really wasn't our dream. It was God's dream because somebody had been praying a prayer of God we're hurting and we're hungry would you would you raise something up somebody to take care of us and God was doing something and we didn't see it at the time but God's hand was moving and working to say go over here do this experience this learn this learn shipping this way and over the course of the of the the the, the, the years since kid care first started I, I wish i would have kept kept track i don't know how many but we have sent probably hundreds of, of containers of food and relief that, that, that a part of that, 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 that thing that God was doing as we were hurting and, and God sent on a sabbatical and the sabbatical there was these pieces that came together to, to learn how to do international shipping and also kept us fed for part of the time when the church was struggling and, and, and out of that then God was teaching us how to take care of other parts of the world by shipping food shipping tons and tons and tons and tons, hundreds of tons of food to starving people and starving children. Do you know that, that you know, we, you know, during the Kosovo War that some of you were involved in helping with this, but, but, but a 40-foot container of brand-new tennis shoes was shipped to, to Albania, and the refugees in, in Albania from Kosovo walked back to their homes in shoes that you provided for them. For some reason, God has always had something to do with shoes, for, for, with, with kid care. But, but I, want you, I want you to know that as we see God doing these things, sometimes God is at work and he's moving and we don't quite understand what he's doing. And Sometimes we say, God, where are you? You know, sometimes unloading a container of, of antique furniture is just, after a while, it's not a piece of artwork, it's just a piece of junk. You've got to pick it up and it hurts to pick it up and to carry it around. But God's teaching us something. And maybe God has you in a place right now to where he's highly involved in it and you just don't see it. You don't know that it's a part of God's plan to move you around to get you to a place where he wants you to be and he wants you to go. And there's so many things that had that happened that during this time that, 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 that I see God's hand now. I see God pulling a dream together. I see God filling that list and 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 one of the one of the things on our list that we put on our list that, you know, that most of you know how much you know our, our son Josh was living in Seattle at the time, and you know how much he loves Seattle. Okay. And uh, you know, and we you know are saying you know you know God gave us a, you know a word that you know uh, out of the Bible that you know that the sons would ret- would return home, with their daughters on, on their shoulders. Um, I don't know how many of you. Somebody posted a picture of Josh holding our daughter, Alexandra, on, on his shoulders. I don't know where that came from. I, I mean, I know where it came from, but uh, I don't know who posted it first. But it was just a reminder, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a part of the fulfillment of, of that dream list that John Dawson and Dave Gustavus, and you go fill this out, dream big, Be, make sure you're hearing from God, but dream, dream big. See, sometimes we can have dreams that God has nothing to do with them. Uh, Janice and I, every year, we, we, pick a, we choose a scripture or our scripture for the year. And, and last year's scripture was just so well lived out in front of us. Was, wow, what a, what a great thing that God did for us. We, we see it just dynamically. And this year, the scripture that God has given us for our scripture for the year is it's in Proverbs. and It's one that you all know. You all know well. You've heard it. You've read it probably you know, memorized it, but in Proverbs, in chapter 3, in verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not to your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Uh, Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And so, we, you know, as we, as we're, we realize that when you have a dream, you have to let God direct your path I've seen ministry over the years. I've seen people with dreams that God had nothing to do with. Nothing to do with at all. Um, I had a friend, Most of you, some of you know the name, Keith Green. And Keith Green was a dynamic man of God, musician, just really incredible. He just got careless in his life one time. Packed too many people in a, in a, in a small airplane. Uh, forgot to obey the laws of the land and the laws of gravity. It crashed and it killed him. And out of that, there was... Numbers of people. One of one of guys in a home bible in a Bible study group in my home that I was leading. He came in and he says, God told me that I'm gonna be the next Keith Green. I go, Oh bummer, I've heard you sing. <laughs> 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 I said, Well, you know, I can you I, I didn't know you're a musician. No, I'm just gonna sit down at the piano and I'm just gonna play and it's gonna it's gonna come from me. I go, oh well, that was something that was a vain imagination. It wasn't a dream from God. When Catherine Kuhlman died, there was numbers of women across the United States, across the world. God has called me to be the next Catherine Kuhlman. You know, no, he hasn't. He hasn't. Because God's already had one Catherine. He doesn't want another one. He wants a unique you fulfilling out your dream and your vision that's lived out because you're acknowledging him in all your ways, and he is directing your path. Now, I know that I could have put things on my list that God hadn't directed. I could have, but I'm going to tell you that the list is, as I see it, and I really honestly believe that what's going to be happening next Sunday is a part of the fulfillment of that list that our son would come home. It was, it's a part of it. I, I did not see the, fu- the fullness of it all. I was not putting it on my son that he would be the pastor of this church. Just just, out of, just a little side thing here also is that you know, probably the worst thing that Josh has going for him is his last name. <laughs> because some people can think that it has something to do with nepotism. And I can tell you before God that I know that that's not true at all. I know it's not true at all. I know that that the man of God that he has had, he's been tuning up and, and raising up just happens to have the same last name as me. But it's in God's economy, it's a part of his plan. And I see that 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 frustration of the hurt that we were bleeding on the inside that caused us to to go someplace. And then ultimately we said, you know, Josh, you've got this store going in Pasadena and we, we can't run it by ourselves. It's, it's too big and we can't hire the right people to do it. And we need, we need an art snob, to, <laughs> an art snob that's working at, at uh, the Seattle Art Museum. We need this art snob to come down here and help us in, in this project. And as God is moving things around, as God is skillfully, wisely, Moving people and moving things around, he's making things happen. Over the period of time when our list was God, our church has been trashed and it's been hurt. And God, we're we're hurting. And God, we we need a building. We need a location. We need some place to go. The numbers years before I started the Vineyard, I'd I'd helped start a, a church called New Life Community Church that ultimately came to this location and bought this building. And over the num over a few years that. The New Life Community Church was going through some tough times and struggling, and I got a call. Uh, again, not everything is in, is, is in, in, uh, in, in uh, chronological correct order, but you can put the pieces together. And I got a call, and, and they said, you know what, um, we don't have a pastor in the church. The building is in foreclosure. Um, uh, if you want to come, and we can join the two churches together, and we we can make one church oh okay okay and so we joined it we moved from south ontario up here the irony of it is is that before we were had the before we had a building you know we had the building we were meeting in when this disaster this train wreck happened is you know we were renting it and then the the, the rent doubled on us and we were in a hurting place we couldn't we couldn't make the bills and we were struggling around trying to At the time, we're meeting in a hotel, trying to find a place to to move into, and I had a place lined up, and Janice says, um, Janice said, you know what? No, that's not right. I have her permission to say this, by the way. Um, She says, that's not right, and I'm not even going to walk into the building. I'm not even going to go in and see it, because it's not right. I I don't want anything to do with it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll hold off. And the next day is when we got a call from a young man named Kevin Byther, and he said, really, you know, can you want to join these two churches together? I think this is what God is saying. The irony of it is, is that Janice is working with our kids in the Sunday school. And she says, well, okay, we're, we're, at, we're praying that God will lead us to a new building. Um, what, do we, what do you want to pray for? What do you want it to look like? And the kids said, we want green grass and rocks to climb on. God answered their list, their dream. The coming together, this church being here is supernaturally designed by God. There's opportunities that he's given to us and dreams that he has for this church. The dreams are gonna continue and the reality of the coming true is gonna continue. It's gonna continue in a great fashion because it's God driven. It's acknowledging his way these things are taking place and these things are happening. Again, th- there's so many more things but sometimes you, you feel like the terebinth tree that everything around you has been destroyed and, and torn apart and, and you're just the, the last thing standing there and God, I'm, I'm thrashed and I'm bruised and I'm, and I'm beaten up anyway. But God is still in control and he's still in charge and he's still moving things and he's moving things ahead. As part of our, of our, of our trip uh, on a trip before the, this thing we Janice and I were we we'd gone to to Brussels of all places to 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 meet with a, with a, with some a missionary that we were sponsoring there and this is before anything before all this bad stuff happened and we had um, we had gone to 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 um to Belgium, and met with our pastor friend there, and we were going to take a little side trip, and so we hopped on a train, um, took the train down through the Alps, and down into Italy, and then on our way back, and while we were in in Brussels, we were looking at this tapestry, you know, art snob thing again, and uh, we wanted to buy this tapestry, but we didn't have, we said, well, we don't have that much money, and so what we're going to do is, we're going to wait until the end of the trip. If we have the money left over, and we can do it, then we'll come back, we'll buy this tapestry, and we'll, we'll take it home with us. Okay. So we, we, we went through all of this, this, this stuff, and um, we went down through, 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 through the Alps and through Italy and um, back up through, through, through France. Just, just a trip of a lifetime, we thought. We didn't know that we were going to be doing it a lot more in the time to come. And so we, we were coming home. We were supposed to leave on the plane from Amsterdam the next morning. And so we got off the train and went into, and took a taxi cab to the, to the square in, in, in Brussels, Belgium, the city square. And um, this tapestry store was right there. And I said, OK, cool. We're, you know, we got to get on the train and, and then had, you know, we just had just a very short time frame to do this thing. And so we're, we're, we're going to this, 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 get the taxi cab run. We'll catch the next train to, to Amsterdam in the morning. We get on the train, uh, we, we get on the airplane, and we go home. Piece of cake. Beautiful. Timed perfectly. Janice runs in. I'm in the taxi cab. I'll wait here so he doesn't take off. Uh, Janice runs into the store, and um, and um, so, you know, I'm waiting and waiting. And she comes out. She says, So I. I ran across the square and, and I told the I'll be right back don't go anywhere you know because I left all of our luggage uh, everything that we had except we, we were smart enough travelers we know you never part with your passport and so our, our passports and, and our airline tickets were were, were, were in, in um, around my neck you know chained to me and um, so you, you know I run in and I, I'm I'm short, I'm short a couple of francs, so oh, okay, so so yeah, and I look around, and the cab is gone. Oh man bummer <laughs> What am I going to do here? Oh because it's, it's all of our clothes, all of our suitcase. All we had was just what we had on. No no toothbrush, nothing. Oh man. So, we, we ended up just having to, to come home the next morning. Left everything we had there, which was all, all of our clothes. Some clothes that was special to me. Um, it's kind of silly now. I look back at it over the years. But it was clothes that was special to me. and uh, um, All of our you know, cameras and pictures and everything. Uh, all of the trinkets that we'd collected and on the trip. And it's just all gone. On. So we got on the, train, on the plane, came home, and uh, inside the stuff was Genesis' purse with all of our money. Um, just like, what are we going to do? Bummer. And I, I remember I would lay in bed at night, almost every, almost every night for a couple of months. I would go, go to bed, and that would just eat at me. You know, that, that, that jerk, he stole my stuff. It's my stuff. It's not his stuff. It's my stuff. And uh, and and I was just going to bed, just full of anger, full of bitterness to what he had done. And uh, you know, one night I'm just seething, laying in bed seething through all of this. And and God says, "Um, "I want you to give it to him. I want you to give it to him, so he won't be guilty of stealing." No, let's keep him guilty of stealing. <laughs> I says, no, 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 no. Larry, I want you to give it to him. Oh, I don't want to. I didn't ask you if you wanted to. You need to give it to him. Okay, I hit his. I, I don't have the emotions to go. Okay, just, just do what I tell you. Just be obedient, okay? Obey all that I've commanded. Sounds familiar, Lord. Obey what I'm commanding you to do. Okay, so, okay, God, I'm going to give it to him. I don't want to, but I will. It's, it's his. No, no, no. I want you to mentally unpack the suitcase and give him everything in the suitcase. Sheesh. Okay, well, some <laughs> dirty underwear in there, great. Give him the camera. God, the camera's his. He's not guilty of stealing God, the uh, Janice's purse with all that money in it is is it's it, it's his. He's not guilty of stealing that. My my clothes, those those wool pants that were very expensive to buy at the time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him those wool pants and that that leather jacket that that was a gift to me that was precious to me. I I'm gonna give that to him too. And uh, the, the my, my pictures of. I've always been fascinated by the Mamertine prison, the prison that Paul was in when he was in prison in Rome. It doesn't mean anything to him, but I'm going to give him those photographs that I took of the Mamertine prison. Okay, God, they're they're all his. Okay. Okay, God. Okay. Oh, Larry, yeah. Give him the suitcase, too. (laughs) Okay. Okay, God, it's all his. A Couple of nights later, in the middle of the night, I get a phone call. And there's this ax Belgian accent. Ex- Mister Cavaginis, gay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, bottom line to it, he says, uh, "Your luggage just showed up in the city square last night. Are you are you have you are you here? Where are you? No, I, mean, you know, I mean, that luggage was lost like two or three months ago. Well, it just showed up. What do you want us to do with it?" put it on a plane and send it home, you know. Yeah, okay. So Kate was sent home. We got the luggage. We opened it up. Janice's purse and the money had not been touched. Nothing was missing at all. See, I'm convinced that if I had not been obedient to the Lord, that that would have, have stayed there. It was not released until I released it. Until I had forgiven, it was not going to be released. And keep in mind that, that a few, maybe a year or so later, that I was going to go through this disaster and I was going to be facing a hard time. And ultimately, God wanted me to go back and to teach in the Bible school in, in Brussels. I'm convinced that if I had not done that, I had not forgiven that man, that it would have never happened at all. That all of this trip, the whole, everything that when, when, when the, this business was created, when, when kid care was, was created, that everything that the motivation it would have not have happened, it all hinged on one area of obedience, obeying what God commanded. Forgive. Give it away. See, sometimes people's dreams are they're blocked off and they're stopped because people never step across that line to be obedient to the Lord. God, when when you when you prove it to me, then I'll do it. And God says, No, I want you to live by faith. I want you to put your trust in me. I want you to obey me. But God, it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense. The guy didn't know that I'd forgiven him. I got to be honest with you. In my I, after that time, i you know after that time when we when when, when we started going back to Europe, uh, we went to to Brussels numbers of times. I looked for that cab driver every to place that I went. I was trying to find that cab driver. He had a dark blue Mercedes, beautiful car, you know, with my luggage in the back. But, <laughs> but I looked for him. It has nothing to do with him. It had to do with God having a dream for me that required me to be obedient to what he had told me to do. Our dreams can be held up by a lack of forgiveness. Our dreams can be held up by being disobedient to the Lord. And so when God wants his church to function in authority and the dreams to, to move ahead, he really means that he wants us to, 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 to be obedient and he will make those dreams come true. My list could have just been a dead list. There could be no Kid Care International. There, there, there could be some, some things that could be blocked off. There could be no Sue and Roy Coley that would come along a couple years later and say, here's some tickets and here's some keys to a car and go do whatever you want to do. The business could have not been started. If the business had not been started, there would be no Kid Care International. There would be no orphanage. There would be no land in Africa right now. There would be kids that would be starving. And what I'm saying is your dream. Don't underestimate the power of it. Because sometimes you have to make that dream come true. You have to stay focused on, on it happening. Sometimes you just simply have to have a motor behind you to keep you going through the tough times. Sometimes you're just bleeding. Sometimes I, I just felt like my, my emotions were nothing but just raw hamburger meat. But, but God involves saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you to the end of the age. And so when we talk about dreams and dreams for the church and dreaming and dreaming big, God has got great dreams for you. But you have to acknowledge him and do it his way. You don't want your dreams. My my personal dreams would have included like something like a Lamborghini and (laughs) But God says, no, 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 you don't get it, Larry. Lamborghini's too small. Lamborghini is too insignificant. How about a train through the Alps? How about standing in front of of a 400-year painting of the Lamb of God? Understanding that maybe they don't get it. I get it. I'm an overcomer through the word of my testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Through the years, what's going to happen through through kid care? It's going to be a time that a container is sent to to the Chechen uh, refugees. And unbeknownst to us, it, it gets blocked off. I don't want to belabor this story here, but God does a miracle. And we were supposed to be in a in a refugee camp at ten o'clock in the morning, and there was a Somebody had 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 hid some paperwork from from, from uh, FedEx, knowing that it was important and we didn't get the container released in time and and we, we we missed our appointment. And it was that the very time that we were there that the Taliban came through the through the village camp and 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 machine gunned everybody in the camp. I go, God, God's got a plan. You're we angry at the, well, what's going on? What's going on? God had a plan. Later on, Kid Care International is going to buy a computer. Many of you invested in it, a laptop computer that is was going to be used because the Bible had not been translated into the Chechen language. And you bought a computer that I got to take down to the Black Sea and pass off to, to a young, the only. Christian Chechen pastor on the face of the earth who's going to translate the Bible in, into the Chechen language and you see all these pieces and all these things that God is moving around because he has a dream who are the Sue and the roys in your life who are the John Dawsons and the Dave Gustavusons that's going to say, come on, man, don't quit, dream big. Come on, come on, come on. Make your list, Larry, make your list. <laughs> you want your list done yet, Larry? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's the, the John Wimber that's going to come in and, and say, I'm going to take over here for for a while? And see, my, my encouragement to you as we hear. Finishing off on this season of dreaming. God has a dream. God has a dream for this church. It's a dream to function in power and authority. But we have to be obedient. We have to be obedient to what he's telling us to do. Well, God understands and one, disact, one act of disobedience isn't going to make any difference. I, you know, I got to tell you, in laying on my bed at that, those nights and wrestling with this guy that stole my, stole my stuff, of how much could have been missed because I refused to give away a pair of wool pants but how many pairs of wool pants that God has allowed me to give away how many how many how many containers of food that God has allowed to happen God's got a dream why God's got a dream Don't underestimate what God wants to do in your life. Obey Him. and I'm going to tell you something. God does not want you to be the next Keith Green. He wants you to be the best you. And if you will trust in the Lord with all of your heart, don't lean to your understanding, but lean to His, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I want to ask the worship man to come to the front and As you're coming, I've got something really bold and courageous and audacious and ridiculous that I'm going to ask you to do today. Most of you know that we believe in a parking lot ministry around here. Next, next Sunday, we're going to have food out in the parking lot. We're going to have a, just a party out in the parking lot. We're going to have a good time out there. We use our parking lot to preach the gospel and we know to, to tens of thousands of people. Uh, have, have heard the, 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 the message of the deity of Christ uh, and the virgin birth of Christ because of our parking lot. If it wasn't for the parking lot, we couldn't do that. And you look at our parking lot and you go, this, thing's, this thing has had it. <laughs> this parking lot is tired. It needs some love. And, um, and, and yes, it does. And, you know, last, last week, Josh... Looking, he's look at the Claremont Club, and they 're resurfacing in the parking lot and goes, "Hey, because we'd gotten estimates of what was going to cost to get it done, you know eighty thousand dollars <laughs> Yeah, wow, and so Josh being his mother 's son, for those of you that know Janice, you know what I 'm talking about <laughs> you know deal we 'll we'll talk about deals here, you know the reason that we did so well in Europe buying antiques and because of Janice, you know I'm not going to give you that much for that you're silly anyway um, i'm going we, we are, we're taking a bold leap of faith, and I'm going to ask you to to make commitments and and yes we do you know we Josh has got got a price of about thirty thousand dollars for a, an eighty thousand dollar job, and so I'm going to ask you, would you give you know, maybe so I haven't come prepared for for you know to, to give. Maybe God has, has set something aside for you and you've been waiting for the right time. But but uh, this thing of, of of giving and giving boldly, of honoring God and what He's called you to do and ask you to do. Um we're gonna go ahead with, with it this week, probably. Probably. But would you know, maybe just write on, on, on your envelope or write on, on your, your card God has spoken to me, and, I'm, I, and this is the sum I'm supposed to give. And $30,000 is an awful lot of money for this church. It really is. We have, we already have 10% of it provided already for us. A gift already for 10%. And so I'm going to ask you to 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 give, to make a commitment. Oh, I'll take my ties and direct them. No, 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 no. You know what? No, we still have to pay the electricity. We still have to buy, you know... Uh, the supplies for our kids for Sunday school, it ta- costs a lot. Our, our, our giving is what keeps the church. But this extra gift, and yes, that is a ridiculous amount, but I'm going to tell you what, I serve a ridiculous God. <laughs> and so, would you ask God what He would have you to do to make this happen? I ask the ushers to come to the front and as they're coming. Father in heaven, we, we, we thank you for your faithfulness. God, we thank you that you are a God of of unending resources. And all you want us to do is to obey what you've commanded. All you ask that we would do. Father, we want to be obedient to you. We thank you for this church, this church family, for this incredible bunch of people that sacrifice so much to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. In this city, to stand up and yell as loudly as we can. We believe in the virgin birth and the deity of Christ. We believe in the Lamb of God. and We thank you, Father, for what you've done and you've allowed us to do. Now bless this offering. God, bless these, the, 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 these faith pledges of, of people as they're saying, this is what I want to do. And blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.